Hello and welcome to the show. You're listening to the Fake Friendos podcast presented to you by me, Cam Steele, alongside Arjun Kumar. What's the what's the center quote? Uh, oh yeah, gap. yeah. If you no yeah. longer, uh, yeah, if you no yeah. longer make a move or take a position that exists, <laughs> you cannot call yourself a racing driver. <laughs> Danny Fox. So <laughs> bad. Right, is that is that what you wrote on your script, Cam? Was that what you wrote? <laughs> Literally just says the word hello under it. Open up a word doc and just said hello. Okay, cool. Andrew Bargava. I don't what are you even talking about? I wasn't paying attention. Alright. Today on the pod, we got mainly the Saudi Arabia race review going on. Um, basically how we got this all set it up going to be uh, kind of like a chronological order of the weekend, kind of going in on how things went. But today I got all four of the boys here. We got Drew. Drew, how's it going? How you doing? It's going, man. Busy week, but Busy week. I'm glad to be here. What you? What, what kind of food did you just make? I made some quesadillas. Ooh, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Okay. Danny? Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> we got Danny here. Danny, how you doing? Hello, what's going on? Doing well. Happy to be back, as always. Oh, yes. We're always here, every week. Um, Arjun? Arjun, how's it going? I'm doing good. I started my rotation at U Chicago for hand therapy this week. Ah, um, nice. Got to treat someone with a... Redacted. Um, Whoa. It smelled and it was gross as shit, but um, it, it smelled. smelled. Yeah, because it was like like what it's like, they're like one they're like redacted. Oh, there's a lot of a lot of dead skin, a lot of pus, a lot of shit. It's a lot of information you're sharing. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a HIPAA violation. HIPAA violation. <laughs> it's not. It's not a HIPAA violation until unless I tell you who it is. <laughs> tell us who it is. <laughs> uh, mammy. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway um yeah how about we just uh get into it then the race weekend um we're not gonna get into practice obviously there's nothing much going on there but um i think the first crazy thing that happened this weekend was uh the whole you know missile attack uh you know down the street from the track that whole thing um minor detail for the weekend yeah uh, it's, there's been a lot of speculation about, you know, what exactly happened or whether or not the drivers would have been allowed to leave the country if they didn't race, which is pretty scary. But I think, uh, the main thing that was kind of weird is how there was, uh, the four hour like driver meeting that went on until like, like two or three in the morning, I think, uh, or something there, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, it seemed like. From what I heard, the drivers came to a decision that they didn't want to race there, and basically he got convinced by the team bosses and you know uh, higher up F one people that they should race. But um, yeah, I mean, how do how do you guys feel about that? I mean, obviously that's not ideal. Go ahead, Drew. I wasn't raising my hand. I was trying to swat up. Bug uh, that I just saw. No, I was. No, I was. I was looking for this. This bug just flew past me. I don't even know where it came from. I was, uh, like we have really like waiting up. to talk because I thought Drew was gonna say something. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I, I do have a. I do have a question though. Yeah, go ahead. Because this is something I don't know. Is so similar to like the NFL and MLB and other major sports in the U.S. Is there like a drivers' union? Or something. From what I understand, there's a like drivers association. I don't think it's like technically union or how it works really. I know it's like doesn't. It's obviously the NFL uh, union PA and like stuff like that mm. is much stronger than I think the drivers association. Um, I right. think it's just like an organization it doesn't operate as a union though. Like they don't they don't fight for right. shit like that. It's not right. like so, okay, so they don't have any kind of bargaining power that if they were right. just like, we don't want to race and the teams really couldn't do anything. There, yeah, there's no agreement between them and the FIA that has like some sort of like, you have to... Collective bargaining, yeah. Yeah. Be interesting to see if something comes. Yeah. 
there they did announce like the association did say like that the drivers started want or wanted to start having more say in where they race, but then like literally the next day F one was like, Yeah, we're coming back here next year. So I don't <laughs> know how effective that was. Classic, yeah. classic, classic. Money wins. <laughs> Definitely uh yeah, a little sketchy overall, but luckily nothing happened uh after that. So it is what it is, you know. The world keeps moving. Shit's still. No one died, bad. you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think that's enough about that, everyone. It happened. Uh but so then in qualifying, uh we start with Mix Crash, which is also kind of plays into the legitimacy of the racetrack itself. You know, if we should not be racing there for fear of missiles, then maybe we shouldn't be racing there for fear for fear of you know, dangerous drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Track danger. Definitely. Um, not ideal. I mean, the, the track is literally designed to be dangerous pretty much. I mean, they built this shit like what last year in like 30 days, like they could have made it. However, but it's like, I forgot about that. Which is, I forgot about yeah. like that entire thing where like it was, it wasn't ready like two weeks out. Right. It wasn't even ready two weeks. It was barely yeah. ready for qualifying in practice. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. There's like photos of like a week before and like the right. There were still like bulldozers <laughs> over there just trying to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're still like yeah. putting the asphalt onto the ground that they're going to be driving on. Still, like it was insane. And this year too, they had to make a bunch of alterations to some of the corners because they were just like blind 150 mile an hour corners. He's like, yeah. don't know what's on the other side. Like it just yeah, it's really bad. The, the yeah. most short lived F1 circuit ever. <laughs> a year, yeah. right? The thing about it is, like, I feel like I feel like the track is pretty cool, actually. Definitely, yeah. it feels but, it feels very arcadey. It feels like uh, cartoony, yeah. right? Because it's just so quick, and, like, and it's just like, yeah. Even though it's dangerous, I think all the drivers like it. Like, they pretty much also they like driving on it. Yeah. I think. I mean, uh, some I don't of those think anyone's chica- debating that it's bad, but yeah, I guess so. I think they like it because some of those chicanes and stuff, like, there's so much flow. With yeah. the track in the sense that, like, you kind of get into a zone and you're just kind of just moving through. Like, right. the way that Max pushed last year, like, I, I feel like he was just, like, you get kind of get into, like, a state where you just – even, like, when I'm – when we're driving on it, like, in the video games, too, I just feel like you get into, like, a weird state where you just go quick as fuck and you don't really have to, like, lose your – like, you're not breaking hard as fuck to make, like, a hard turn. There's, like, a large right. – sec- there's, like, large sectors that are just – you're just moving as fast as you can. Yeah, I mean, Max almost gave us literally one of the greatest laps of all time last year in qualifying on that track. So the track definitely has its merits. But, um, well, it turned out that Mick was okay, which is good. But uh, obviously the car was literally split in half, and Mick did have to go to the hospital and everything. But he was cleared, so it's good that he's fine. Unfortunate crash. Unfortunately, Haas only had one car this weekend. But um, hopefully... Everything's all set up and well for Australia. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, also, speaking about Australia, real quick, I'll just uh, shout out that next week on Wednesday, we'll do our predictions and uh, picks for that weekend. So this week is just going to be mainly focusing on Saudi Arabia. Um, but beyond that, the other highlight of qualifying was probably Lewis Hamilton, Going out in uh, Q1, which is uh, obviously not good for Lewis. But, I'm gonna uh, wait for for my for you guys to have your take before I comment. The question is, do we think he's do you think he's like peaked and he's on his downfall, or do you think it's just the car? Oh my god, Arjun, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I just <laughs> the most max. And question. <laughs> Dude, it's unbelievable. It's actually so funny. I knew that you were gonna say that before you even started talking. That's so funny. As as a Charles fan who has a who has a good relationship with Lewis fans, uh, I'll, I'll I'll just say I think Lewis is definitely not on a downfall. Uh, he definitely picked it up during the race, and if he didn't get fucked over by the pit lane closing, I think he would have finished like right behind George or something. So. Nah, he's also, done. Also, he, he, <laughs> also, just a I, fucking hater, bro. Get him out of here. Not, they they are professionals. They are professionals, but 
I just want to say if I was Lewis and like, you know, you're the best driver, you, you have nothing left to prove, honestly. And you're, you know, at this weekend, basically risking your fucking life after this attack that happened down the street. And like, you're in a shit car. You're like, why am I even here? I feel like that's got to be somewhere in his head. I don't know if it's I mean, him down. I will like, say, I think Lewis is probably one of the more mental drivers for sure on the grid. I feel like he's like, I don't know, just like how he approaches everything. He seems like he's like really into like visualizing and he's like cares so much about like the earth and like all the people's opinions of him and all this other stuff going on at the same time where it's like Max is literally just like, I'm just going to go fast and <laughs> shit. And if people get in my way, like that's their problem type of thing. I can um, definitely see that. I mean, like at this and point, there's a lot of pressure being, on, like, on his shoulders too. I think that after being as many times a world champion as Lewis is like, you can afford to focus on other stuff. And also like that, that pressure too, Danny, you're right. Like at that point, once you're on a world stage like that, like it's no longer about the sport anymore. You have such a platform now. Like there's so many other things to worry about and advocate for that. Is it really worth risking your life when you have such a platform to be able to affect change that you just die in a race and like, that's it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's also like the pressure of, it's like the pressure of being a seven-time world champion. Then it's like, if you aren't on the podium, like, oh, you're trash. You should retire. Like, that's what most people think. I don't about. know. But it's like... For my sake and for Max's sake, I'm hoping that he's just kind of being like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. I did it. So now I'm done. <laughs> did you hear what Lewis said, too? After, I think it was after the race, he's like, I just point for this to... position. Yeah. That? And he said something, too. He was like, I just want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's so that's, funny. That's he's amazing. finished tenth, I think, and he's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm right. A it's, a, it's a voluntary peak, not an involuntary peak. A voluntary peak. And now he's, he's just. You're saying he's just giving up. That's what you're saying. Not not giving up. I think he's just content. Yeah. Well, I think the Mercedes car is going to get a lot faster this year, and I think once he starts feeling like maybe he has a real shot to make some moves, I think maybe he'll get back into it. But I see I him. I see him being a team principal at some point. Hmm. Team principal Lewis. That'd be kind of dope. For Mercedes down the line, or I think he'll just just in general. I think I think he has. I think. Oh, okay. Well, that's the thing. I do think that if he was going to be team principal, he'd want to be on a team that he would build up, not a team that's already has right. like a, has a pedigree. Maybe sure. goes back to McLaren. Team principal Charles Leclerc, though, we'd, I'd like to at some point talk about his, the IQ going on in that young bull's head. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get, well, that's perfect transition, really. How about we uh, get into the race? Um, let's, let's start, before we get to Charles or Max or some highlights, how about we start with our bold prediction review? How it went for right. everyone. Everyone was wrong, pretty much, but some of us <laughs> were close. Um, we'll start with, I'll start first. I said Joe would get uh points in this race so he would have back-to-back points he did not he finished p11 which is close but considering only 12 cars finished or like 13 cars finished not so good of a prediction but um yeah so got that one wrong uh we had Drew, who is the closest he said sergio would have a better finishing position than max which i think sergio had a actually good chance of winning that race safety car uh, yeah Latifi. Oh, big guy with the with the understanding of what happened. Look at him. Look at the curve. <laughs> Drew, how were you? you I mean, no, no, no. Honestly, no. I'm not. Pa- no, I'm not patronizing. No, legit. It would have taken me like two that more. Was very patronizing. No, I, I really didn't mean to patronize. No, it seemed like he was patronizing. I was really proud of him though because wow. I one, I didn't think guy. that. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think that he would give a fuck enough to like. I didn't know that you won. When you texted me that you watched the race this morning, that morning, I was like, wow. I didn't think you would actually do it. It's not patronizing. I really didn't think that you would do it. Yeah. And get up. Especially with no, the I mean, state when, that. When there's. Well, considering the night that we had, I did not think you would wake up for the race. <laughs> so. I'll tell you, when there's money involved, you know, I got to wake up. He's a I did. I did hit that. I just. I. To kind of, I guess bet on Red Bull with that Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen bet. I also just bet on Red Bull having the winning car uh, period. So that that paid out. But, I mean, yeah, he had a good shot, but it was just some unfortunate things that happened, technicalities, yep. whatever. So, 
I was close. Sure. Maybe maybe it'll happen eventually throughout the season. That's that's Danny's guy, right, Danny? Who? Who's Check your him. guy again? Oh no, George. Ah, okay. George Russell. George. George Russell. I like Checo. George, but obviously, George Jack Russell actually. <laughs> George. I don't know. Sergio might become my guy. Yeah, I'm okay. feeling. I'm feeling like I'm feeling like I'm gonna win big here off of him at some point. That's a <laughs> that's a fun person to root for. I think that's a good. Um... Yeah, I mean Checo's great. Wow, it's a really fun person. Might, to might have for, to. Actually, might have to go out, go out and find myself a hat, but that means I'll be aligning with Arjun a little bit more. Am I like locked into this shit? Games. Am I like locked into Max? Yes. Just like as like <laughs> you did it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. Well, I want a more fun one, like something to, to like, like strive for. Like, I mean, he's already up there, so I'm basically, to, basically, like, what you, basically, whoa. yeah, what he's trying to say is he's goaded, so he's just like, why? Am I, no, I so it's know. not goaded. He's, like, he's basically saying he's too bandwagony yeah. right now, just hopping on the max train. So he needs to find something. No, it's that not. It's not. It's not uh, <laughs> I want something more interesting because he will perform. I mean, there's no denying that. It's objectively true. So, like, I don't. I want someone to like be rooting for that. Like. Shows up one day. I mean, I feel like I feel like Pierre is your other guy. Ooh, taking it. We all love and him. I'm running with it, and I have it. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And don't worry, Arjun. Once Max gets shitted on by Charles, people will start jumping off the bandwagon this year. No way. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um. So Danny's bull prediction was Verstappen would have zero points uh, out of this race weekend, which is uh. Not quite. Pretty much as wrong as you could get this weekend. I think Charles got fastest lap, but otherwise, Danny would have been as wrong as you could get. Yeah, um, I was banking on a DNF. Yeah. Didn't come for me. Yeah. Not a terrible bet. Um, then Arjun had K-Mag up in P4, which he ended up P9. So, not really. Not really not what right. happened. <clears throat> yeah. Well, moving on to the race, another highlight is... Uh, we want to go into this uh, Charles and Max battle that happened in the last, I mean, over the whole race pretty much, but especially in the last like 10 laps or so. How do, um, Arjun, Arjun, do you watch the entire race or most of it or what? Yeah, most of it. When I caught the, well, I was really tired from the night before, but I caught the right. last, like, did like, I did like 24 to 50. So, okay. Well, that's, that's what I remember. Fun. So how did you feel watching those last 10 laps, the whole interaction with the <clears throat> DRS exchange? and all Right. That? So uh, I feel like he – is your is your argument that Charles had more IQ in, in that race than Max did and that – because I, I saw the podcast notes. What you, <laughs> what you said was <laughs> Charles's IQ versus Max's raw pace. Okay. Yes, that's the that's the. And, oh, but oh, that but Max is raw pace. But oh, the Ferrari engines are goaded this year. Like these motherfuckers <laughs> are going crazy. Oh, okay. So just, what is okay. it? I'm just gonna say if Max, if there was like five less laps in that race, Max would have lost for sure. And he's the only. Reason but there wasn't, and that's the race, and he didn't do it. Okay. Okay. Also, he did get lucky towards the end with that. Uh, the yellow flag in sector yeah, one. Yeah, that's I'm fair. Like, that's right. Like Forty nine or something. Got to get catch up. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Charles. Charles might have gotten him there, but um, but obviously, I think Max basically had to have this interaction like drilled into his dumb skull because this race <laughs> and last race, this race and last race, Charles did the same thing like two times in a row, and he just figured it out like in this race. I don't know. Obviously, I think Max is really good. I'm just saying. He got kind of worked, and no, I yeah, I before. So would you would you, okay? This is gonna be a really dumb question. I see a difference in it, but he did Max fan right now. No, 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 it's not he did Max fan. And Danny's gonna give me shit because he's like they're the same thing. Um, is patience and race IQ are they different things or are they? Patience is a is a component of race IQ, but. I don't think I think that Max had more race IQ in the race, but Charles the first race had a lot more patience, and Charles continues to have more patience. Sounds like you're trying to make a math equation right now. <laughs> I don't know. I I, 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 I kind of get what you're saying. I think I think 
Max definitely had good patience in this race. Well, I don't know if I can even say he had good patience because he got worked like the first like three times, like two or three times in a row. But after that, I guess he had good patience and he figured it out. I, I don't know if I'd say patience, though. He, he just figured it out. I don't know if I'd say he had patience. I mean, he just found out that the Red Bull was like literally 20 miles an hour faster on the straights with DRS. Right. And so he was like, okay, I need the DRS. I can pass him. And then he also, passed him. Before I just one last little piece of shit to talk is Matt Charles like uh doing that little breaking chicken into the DRS detection zone with Max and then literally making he literally made Max lock up his tires. It's like someone crossing someone the fuck over in, in the NBA and yeah. then like falling okay. on their ass. That's like okay. literally someone getting crossed over, dude. That I was, mean to be fair, Charles also locked his tires too. But yeah, they, they, oh yeah, they yeah. Just ignore that, that for the sake of the we're argument. Talking, not, <laughs> we're talking about that. Come on, come that on. left turn, right? No, they both That's locked close up. Yeah, hundred percent. No, 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 no. Not they were not anywhere close to the, the same. Okay, amount. yeah, there, there was a lot. Okay, I will admit there was a lot more smoke come coming on. out of Max's tires. That's, <laughs> that's as close as you get to getting crossed the fuck over in Formula One. That's as close as it gets. Yeah, Cam's Cam's on a high right now. He's just he's just ready to go at Origin with anything. It's, a, it's almost a, uh, it kind of sucks though because Max won. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. I, I know. I, I love I love hey, how was like he crossed this, him up, but he's still like lost, so it doesn't matter. The dude still dunked on him at the end, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> the past ten years, fifteen years, the one thing I love about Danny is how objective he will he will, doesn't give a fuck. He, wherever the point is made, he's always on the side of objectivity. He'll be like, but like, yeah, I'm like. Martin, <laughs> fuck you, but actually, yeah, Max did do that, or like Max did win. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like the exact equivalent of like crossing someone up and then like bricking a wide bricking the shot, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just not not actually scoring. Everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah. Well, okay. yeah, like a step back three, and it just bounces off the rim, and you're wide. right, exactly. Yeah, True. Uh, True. Ooh, I'm just gonna go ahead and go. Out. I'm gonna say that uh, Charles is the Russell Westbrook of. F1. Wow! Wow! I didn't. I didn't play. Nah, that's <laughs> that's crazy. Um, well, that's the thing. No, he has handles. He'll he'll cross someone up, and then he'll, the the shit will go like on the top left corner of the backboard, or just not even make contact. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll that's see about wild. that. We'll see. Um. Okay, but something other about uh about the Charles Max rivalry is me and Danny were talking about how they're they seem to have somehow more respect for each other. Uh like not maybe not more respect for each other, but it seems like Max is definitely racing maybe it's the cars. I don't know, but he's not having a dive bomb as much, you know? He's he's racing Leclerc so much better than he raced Lewis last year. And it's yeah. like not it's objectively not even close. Which is yeah. like this isn't me like trashing on Max, but it's it's like no, he was, it was it like, was no, it was definitely. I mean, yeah, as a as a Max fan, like that's one thing. Like I do, I say all that shit about like Senna and all that stuff and like that whole like mentality. But send the gap, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are there are situations where you're like there are drivers who can do more without putting people at risk that significantly. And like Max just hasn't learned that yet, um, and so that's just a skill that I guess yeah he's, I guess he's getting better at it now. Yeah, well he, he, I think he's definitely getting better as a driver. I, I also I think it's partially the cars, but also I think it's partially I told Danny this I think Max and Charles obviously they have a long history of karting and yeah. racing together, but uh, I think they respect each other's like psychotic tendencies or like. Just yeah. risk taking, just psychopath behavior. That like does, they, does, Char- does Charles present with that though? I don't think so. Like, listen, like, uh, it, I have saying to be an F one driver. First of all, I yeah, this, that's, look, that's, let me play. Let me play this interview clip for you that I clipped out from Charles and Max their karting days together. Uh, let me play this for you, and I think this just epitomizes the little hidden psychopath that's in Charles Leclerc. Max, what's happened? No, he's just unfair. I'm leading, he wants to pass, he pushed me, I push him back, and after he pushed me off the track. It's not fair. Thank you, thank you, Max. Chiaramente, 
dice non è corretto, non è stato corretto, ero davanti, mi ha buttato fuori, poi io sono ripassato e lui alla fine della gara mi ha sbattuto fuori dalla pista, non è corretto, andiamo a sentire anche Charles Leclerc, Charles, what's happened with uh, Max? Nothing, just an incident on the race. No. <laughs> Chiaramente è molto più. Yeah, and you gotta, you gotta see the, the video especially. Charles just looks, has straight psychopath energy when he's interviewed there. It, it's good. But yeah. Max is just livid and he's just like, just, I don't know, incident. <laughs> What's the issue? Yeah, That's also kind of like how the, uh, the radio messages felt uh, this weekend too. Yeah, Max, Max was being a little bitch the whole race. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> I know Cam wanted to, but he can't because yeah, he's tied up. I'll, I'll say it I as the objective guy think... in the room. <laughs> he's being a bitch the whole race. <laughs> I didn't want to. I don't, think, I don't think you needed to say I'll say it. I think you would have just said it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, okay. So we talked about the new cars a little bit, but I think just talking about them a little bit more, I think. The, the new regulations have been, I mean, pretty fucking fantastic so far, right? Don't you guys think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the the one thing that I think will change is I think they're trying to phase out DRS, but I think you can also tell, like, DRS is, like, insane this year. Like, it's super, yeah. super powerful. Yeah. I don't know if that's all based on, like, how the cars are working and everything, but... I mean, people are gaining pretty crazy even just under slipstream too. Like with the, they can stay so close behind now. Um, but I mean, just that, that like is especially apparent at Jeddah because it's just like all straightaways. When you get DRS, it's like you saw how Max like was just catching him in like those helicopter views like down the straights. It was like they're in two different cars. It was just crazy. When When teams acknowledge that though, does that benefit like the entertainment of like the strategy put into each race though? Because you know how powerful it is that you're you're so calculated in where you make your moves because you don't want to get caught lacking. I mean, I think like I don't know how how F one used to be before they had DRS. It was more just based on like raw pace because it makes it like a little bit more gimmicky having something that just like allows you to go faster. Right. Um, and so that's why I think they're trying to phase it out because it's objectively just more fair, right? If like all cars have the same top speed all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. But if you're like within a second of someone, now you get like an extra 15, 20 miles an hour. Like that's a massive boost. And before it's like they, they brought that in because it was hard to follow people. So then you could get close to them in the braking zones. And then it'd be like, even that way, cause you'd lose time in the corners and gain, gain it back right. on the straights. But now if you're not losing time in the corners, it's like, you're just gaining time on them. And then maybe you don't push as hard other parts of the lap so you can save your tires and then stay with them in the DRS zones, you know? So I think that's kind of why they're like wanting to phase it out. Yeah. Well, I've heard uh, one suggestion that I heard for DRS is maybe instead of having it be from one to zero seconds or whatever, have it be from one to two so that, that it gets you mm -hmm. in range to fight. Oh, but then, okay. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. Once you're in range, it comes down to wheel to wheel, you know? Yeah. That's nice. That's interesting. Yeah. But also speaking how Danny kind of mentioned how the cars kind of have more opportunities to pass. I feel like that's another thing that these regulations have done really well is that, and the tires I think is part of it that like, it seems like the tires are more durable and they ha have life for longer. And like you can get the grip back like later in the, in the um, span of the stint or whatever. Cause um, like usually especially in the old regulations uh, recently, um, last year, it seemed like fights or battles only lasted for like one corner. Like that was the move. One corner, you took the corner and then you were gone, you know? But it seems like this is like the whole track and like lap after lap, cars are able to battle it out. Like we saw Alonzo and Ocon battling it out over and over. Mm -hmm. We saw, you know, uh, obviously Charles and Max doing it. So I think uh, that's another key point. There's the tires, the tires having better life, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I think like DRS also isn't like a bad thing either. I don't want it to come off like I'm a DRS hater because it definitely makes it more entertaining to yeah. watch because there's a lot more like opportunity for people to pass each other. It's just more of 
if F1's wanting wanting to go the route of more entertainment or like pure like racing abilities because I think that's kind of like the two different ways it kind of ends up going. I think what they want. I think that's a good point. I think like people like how I mean we haven't been in, in it for long, but we've been in it long enough to care more about the raw racing ability than the entertainment. But I feel like it would benefit right. the organization as a whole to move towards just the most entertainment possible. But I mean, if it seems like they're still like as an organization moving towards um, getting rid of DRS, and that's that's great for us, you know, that makes our viewing of the sport a lot more entertaining than casual viewers and stuff like that. Well, I also had this. Uh, a whole DRS story in the news section, but I'll bring it here is where Charles was saying that they needed it. But another question I had to go along with that is um, like the DRS zones, how in um, in Saudi Arabia and Jeddah, they had them back to back, like in that final straight and then the first straight. Maybe they, I mean, maybe that's good or maybe they want to think about not putting them back to back like that might have caused more uh, strategy that way. Or I, I guess it would get rid of the whole, well, it wouldn't get rid of it, but there might be less uh, DRS chicken that way in like the activation zone. But that's definitely right. one thing. Yeah. What I mean, think I think the, too, like yeah, if they're trying to start to like phase out DRS, like maybe they like have it. So the DRS gaps like aren't as big. So like they, they gain speed still, but like not enough to where it's, they're just going like so much faster than the next person in front of them that it makes it, you know, like you'll see, I think it was like Portimao last year or something. It's like all the overtaking was done just on that straight. And it was done halfway down the straight because the DRS was like super powerful at that track. But it's kind of evening out where the DRS starts and like also how big the gap is in the wing. Because if they're gaining 20 miles an hour in every straight, like that's not, it's passing. Like, yeah, I guess that's technically more exciting, but it's not like wheel to wheel in the corners, right? right. It's like. They're just going in a straight line. He's just going faster, so he just passes them. So, that, yeah, maybe like maybe that's something they do. Ending the DRS zone before, like even before the breaking zone, you're like not having to go all the way to the breaking zone. Maybe right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no okay, well, DRS zones only uh, in like hairpin corners, and people just like spin <laughs> out, and that's it. Yeah, I'm for that I'm for the chaotic uh, progression of F1. Yeah, what they should do is make the DRS do for the car in front, but they can only they have to turn it on in the high speed corners, so they like can't turn at all. DRS oh, starts. Like, so there, there's only there's yeah. only one DRS, and it's right off the grid when the the lights hit, <laughs> and they're yeah, just yeah. crashing into each other, and it's through the first turn too. So they're just like, if we're in, if we're in, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, that'd be. Uh... That's that's what we're doing. You're you're the FIA now. You're just making the rules. Michael Massa. Yeah, yeah. that's my name. Arjun would rename it. I would uh, I would put that shit into Formula, bankruptcy within Mario Kart. Fucking like four days. Hundred <laughs> percent. Wasn't wasn't Arjun the one that was saying turn F one into Mario Kart last last week? Yeah. And then this weekend we see explosions off the disc like. It's a literal war zone, but yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, can't, be, that can't be a coincidence. Oh, yes. Can, hey, audience, can we talk about how I called for a literal war zone in the races? And guess what happened? That's you want to pat on the back? What? Yeah, is that so? You, so you, are we supposed to like be like... Did anyone get hurt? No one really bold, got hurt. So I think, prediction. I think no one got hurt. <laughs> Dude, I just gonna say that. All right, I'm I'm looking this up right now. Speaking of all that happened, we have a we have a fantastic TikTok. I I what do I have to lose? What do I have to lose? I have nothing to lose. (laughs) We're gonna lose all of our listeners. Dude, are you just gonna say (laughs) that? Yeah, that one motherfucker in Belgium is gonna be like, yeah, I didn't like that comment. Like, fuck you, dude. I'm just gonna get canceled by like three people again, and then it's just three people. All three people, but three different countries. Three people, but three different countries. He's just Wait, what? banned from like three countries. Oh, dude, I thought I thought you just said that three people died. I was no. like, yo, cut, cut, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut <laughs> that. I don't okay. say anything about anyone dying. Well, moving on before we have some controversy here. <laughs> um, just real quick, we get into some F2 and F3 
that me and Danny watched uh, this weekend. I think I, I don't think I watched that much F three, but I watched the F two sprint race and the uh, there was there was race. an F three. There was no F three this weekend. Oh really? Yeah, they they don't race all the tracks. I think F two only does like eight or nine, and then F three does like seven. I want to say. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a little more for F two, but yeah, they they only do like a select few. Well, that makes sense why I didn't see any F3 this weekend. <laughs> that would explain it. Um, well, how about we start with uh, the sprint race? The just They raced probably six out of the 20 laps that happened. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Yeah, it was that was super annoying. Because they kept saying, too, this is kind of going back to how we're talking about how the track was built. And like maybe it shouldn't have been built in the way it was because it's kind of like wasn't thought through. They apparently they have one service road going up and down the entire course, like in the middle. Right. And they have like one crane, like whatever the <laughs> giant cat vehicle is. And yes. so in the F2 race, there was like, I think three different safety cars and it was like a 20 something lap race. And each time there was a safety car, they went around and did like four laps. And so by the end, there was only like seven or eight laps left of the entire race for them to actually race because they had to drive all the way up and then the crash happened in one spot and then it happened on the other side of the circuit. <laughs> so they had to so go ridiculous. back and they happened on the other side, then they had to go back again. It's just like, no one <laughs> thought of like putting in slip roads anywhere. Like it was super annoying. It was like yeah. one of the most, one of the most annoying races to watch. I think I've ever we seen. We need to make a montage of that with some like Benny Hill music. Just a montage <laughs> of the thing going back and forth. Right. Actually. And also, um, I don't know his first name, but Hogger or Hauger um, yeah. got completely fucked uh, in that sprint race with the yeah. whole like pit lane thing. And what was the? Uh, oh right, it's because they. Uh, what was it? it? Was they're restarting from the grid, right? But they or no, it was the safety car was. They're saying it's supposed to go through the pit lane, and then right yeah. after they're like, "Oh no, don't go through the pit lane." But it was and then closed. he went through the pit lane because they yeah. told him to. And then he got a, penal, a penalty for it after mm. the fact, even though he already dropped like to the back of the fucking pack. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was so fucked. It's he, so bad. He made a valiant effort in the uh, race, the feature race, I think, to get back up into like top six, I want to think, I want to say, or something like that. Yeah. But, um, no, he, he did have a good race. But, I mean, he would have gotten nice points, too, out of that first race. He probably would have won. Yeah. I mean, not probably. He was, he but was fast he was up there. Weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I think uh, it was Liam Lawson who won the sprint race then, which is yeah. dope. That's that's my guy I'm supporting in F2. Yeah, he's cool. I, the guy the guy that I picked up was uh, Ayumu Iwasa. Iwasa. He had, he had a, a lit, lit fucking first race in Bahrain. He had passed like fucking 20 people. So I was like, yep. Yeah, that's okay, the guy. He's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, then in the feature race, uh, real quick... Uh, well, Iwasa didn't do, good, didn't do so good there. But uh, also, uh, Drugovic won that one. And they're, they're in the feature race, there's no safety guards or anything, which was cool. Right, yeah. And I think the feature race was where Lawson's wheel like didn't get put on right. right. Oh, yeah, that was so tragic. Yeah, yeah. That was so sad, yeah. It's also crazy, too. Just, like, the pit crews are... I don't know if they're... I don't want to say they're bad, because I don't think their job is easy by any means. Yeah. But they, like consistently mess up every single weekend like each weekend so far it's been like sitting in the pit stop for like 10 plus seconds and someone doesn't put on a wheel or like someone's gun isn't working and they try to get another guy to do it and they just drop him anyways and it's like what are yeah. you guys doing it's just like i think can't figure it out i think they have significantly less people also than yeah the f1 pit crew yeah i think because it's there's like one guy on each wheel so they have to right. unscrew it take the wheel off put the new one on and put the bolt in but like is that that difficult? Am I just being <laughs> I mean, like, maybe picky? I don't know. So quick. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, right. I guess Definitely. like because they like try to go so fast and like they don't even get the wheel on. And yeah. Then they're like, ah, oh, damn, we're I out of the race it now. It might even it's be like, really? more. It might even be more the people's fault who are like telling them the drivers to go or stop. You know, like the fucking mechanics like trying to get the fucking wheel on, and the, the guy's just like, go. Oh! He's like, no, bitch, <laughs> I didn't get the fucking wheel on. You know. <laughs> So, right I yeah i mean that's definitely what happened with lawson because yeah. the wheel was like on there but he didn't like get it all the way in and the guy just dropped him he was like yep you're good <laughs> yeah okay. yeah yeah definitely not not ideal but the f2 and f3 has been fun to watch uh, definitely definitely yeah um okay so real quick moving on to the 
F1's picks section. I just want to say, I think I mentioned it earlier. Uh, next week, we will do picks. Uh, I want to get a little uh, podcast picks going. I think we should all put in like $10 or something. And we can go in and pick the head-to-head matchups every week. I think that would be pretty fun. We'll see. That could be next week or so, something like so that. So also on that this week, yeah, go ahead. at least in, in my book, it's weird. Um, so last week, the matchups were by team, right? Um, they're they're still kind of by team, but then um, they have Verstappen and Charles matched up and uh, Carlos and Sergio matched up. Yeah, on um, on DraftKings too, they had like uh, the teams head to head, and I guess it was on DraftKings it was called like featured matchups mm-hmm. or something. And you're right, yeah. it's like different across uh, cross team, you know, whatever. Was it just matchups. those two? Yeah, it's it's just those two that are cross team. I think it. this weekend uh, there was like a couple more for me on DraftKings. Okay. I think I think once once they get the at least on DraftKings they updated like closer to the race and stuff like yeah yeah it is still right still a week away yeah so, but oh, yeah, right so next now week... verstappen's favored really everything by, by how much uh barely anything i mean him and okay. charles are neck and neck 130 plus 135 plus 165 to win but yeah. in the matchup verstappen is favored hmm. straight up minus 124 to plus 100 for charles cam's pissed <laughs> Argent, Argent's, Argent is, Argent is not geeking. Argent is I, geeking right now. Australia is a track that I need to learn more because I, I, I feel like I ha- haven't watched very many races on it. So I think this week I'm gonna try and play some F1 and you know learn the track a little bit more. So we'll see. And also, also we should start looking at these futures. I want to see how they start changing. Um, oh, the futures, yeah. Yeah, for constructors, it's Ferrari still favored. Yeah, I, I've been I've been checking on the Ferrari every once in a while just to see if uh, if it goes yeah if it goes down because they've had once they have a bad weekend I especially want to look because they have a cushy lead if they have a bad weekend maybe it'll go down and be a good time to get in but yeah shout out to Williams at plus two hundred thousand just take that <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's see we'll lead them home I'm sure I think. Um, one dollar to win two thousand. Out of there, dude. Let's go. <laughs> Do we have time for a segment on getting Latifi out of the Oh, we always have time for that. <laughs> dude crashed two days in a row this weekend. Okay, all, all I'm gonna say is after the race, I looked up his contract because I wanted to know when he didn't have a seat anymore. And it's the end of this year, for anyone curious. So oh not much longer. <laughs> Maybe uh well yeah, hold on. Well we could we could bring this up in a sec. <clears throat> but I think that's uh so yeah, picks will be next week and predictions will be next week as well for the GP poll one, two, three and bold predictions. But yeah, I think that's all for the F1 topic. Okay. Getting into the news for this past week. Um, don't have too much to talk about. Just really want to hit a few things. Um, real quick. We'll talk about the, Mixed crash and the repair cost, I think, got reported at like one million dollars right? or something like that. Yeah, Damn. but um, I was also on basically what I wanted to talk about was how the car like literally split in two, like by de- which is by design. And Gunther Steiner was saying, you know, all like the safety features of the car worked really well, and like so, like all the parts that got obliterated were basically like the safety features, but he said they're going to use the same chassis for Australia, which is pretty cr- insane. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't imagine that. How yeah. do you... But chassis... Right. I mean... Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. no, I'm just like, how do you do that? Like, how, do you put, how do you put that chassis back together? But whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fine, well, I think right? the, the whole like splitting in two thing is like part of the regulation because of what happened to Grosjean uh, in Bahrain, what was it, two years mm-hmm. ago? I was just about to say, I feel like Haas is getting all the practice with their safety features in the last <laughs> few years. <laughs> with the, like, Mazepin spinning off into walls every once in a while, makes big crash, Grosjean's big crash. Out of all of the cars, like, in production, car and driver's safest car of the year is, like, Haas's Formula One, like, over, like, <laughs> Tesla's, like, collapsing, yeah, yeah. like, infrastructure. <laughs> five-star. Yeah, five-star. Like, consumer report. Yeah. Consumer report. <laughs> 
JD, whatever. <laughs> JD Power. JD, JD, JD Power. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like an F one, it's like it's like Gunther Sire's like, what are you most proud of? They're like, yeah, we got a JD Power award last year. It's pretty nice. <laughs> the um, the drivers need to add like crash test dummy like to their livery. You know, like the like little yellow circles with the black and red or, or black and white. But JD or Power and Associates trophy is the only hardware they're getting. <laughs> so, okay. Rip. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I wanted to talk about that real quick, and also the only other thing I had was. There's an interview with uh, Fernando Alonso from, I think it was yesterday or the day before, how he was saying he wanted to stick around for at least two or three years, which is, well, first let's talk about from the angle of Alonso, which I think he's been doing like super well this year for being, what, 43 or something like that? Mm -hmm. Mid-40s at least, something. What do you guys think? How I think have uh, Alonso has been doing? I mean, to be like... Like yeah, mid pack I mean, <laughs> to, like, to like pull mid pack and like to like be there at his age, I think that's pretty good. I just think it's, I don't know. I was kind of saying earlier, like I feel like being able to like drive, right, isn't like that's. It's one thing to like get past your feet in like basketball, right, sure. where you're sprinting around a court and like your body is going through like physical like pain and all that grinding and stuff all the time. You know, it's gonna like take its toll on you, but. Not, I'm not saying F1 isn't a physical sport. It's just a different type of okay. physical. And if you're able to like avoid those big, big crashes, that'll like give you those really severe concussions or like mess up your arms, you know, stuff like that. Then like it's a you can be around for a while for sure. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it's still like you're in a car, right? And you're still as long as you're able to like withstand the G forces, like you're gonna know like throttle application, like brake application how to like right. hit apexes like all that kind of stuff Sometimes, kind of like second nature i think about like the mentality of what it means to be an f1 driver though in that sense and i have a lot of respect for fernando for hanging in there because you're 43 like you got family you got kids like you know there's a lot more to worry right. about than a 24 year old right so definitely that's that's the one that's the one thing that i'm like i have a lot of respect for fernando for is because there's a lot more than just being like a hotshot kid that just wants to like prove himself it's like he like really loves the sport and he doesn't need to be in there anymore and he wants to so you know yeah i think the older you are and still an f1 is like pretty consistent with how insane you are as a person like surely because you think as you get older you're just like okay like i've done this for a while i don't need to be going around corners at 180 anymore like i have three kids at home like they're trying to play sports i don't need to be like now, seeing them a little bit more, and he's just like, "Fuck it, dude! I'm I'm racing Ocon <laughs> to the barriers this weekend. Truly, like, yeah. I could care less what happens." Yeah, God, that after was it. nuts. That was nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna say he he seems super fit still, and like obviously he's yeah racing Ocon, maybe better than Ocon, you know. So uh, good for him. But then beyond the Alonso angle, I wanted to talk about if Alonso's not gonna be gone next year or the year after or the year after that, then uh, what's going to happen with Piastri? Is he going to replace Ocon, which they also have a very long-term commitment to at Alpine? Um, I don't know. Maybe he's in line for that Williams seat if Latifi, uh, you know, gets fucking fired finally. (laughs) I was going to say, I mean, any seat that opens up, his name is definitely going to be in the conversation immediately if he's able to be, like, taken. Because I know he's... Technically, technically under Alpine's uh, like contract right now with F2, and he's right. their reserve driver and everything. But they also did say um, when like Daniel Ricciardo or Vettel weren't going to be able to race, they said that he could be used as a reserve for the other teams. So maybe a situation comes up where he needs a sub in for someone this year, and then whatever team, maybe it's like McLaren or something, and then he performs well, and they're like, oh wait, this dude's actually really sick, and like. I don't know when Ricardo's, you know, contract is up or whatever, but maybe he Ooh. retires and then he just takes his seat, you know, something like that. But Man, poor Rick. He's been having a rough go. Yeah, he's yeah, it's been a tough couple of years for sure. Also, wait, before I forget, I just want to give a quick shout out to Vettel, because I feel like we really missed him this weekend. Like if he was there this weekend, oh man, I wish we could have seen what he would have said about the whole situation, you know? Yeah, I think yeah, definitely he needed to be there for the 
those like talks they're having with like not wanting to race and everything. A lot of people online were saying too, like if Vettel was there, like I feel like more people listen to Vettel than they do to like Lewis because he's like the more sure. likable character of the two. Like people love, you know, Sebastian. Yeah. So, and having both of them be there too to like, you know, 11 world champions between them, you know, right. like maybe they'd listen to him and be like, okay, maybe they have a point, you know, but yeah, with less old guys in the room, it's, you know, harder to sway the officials. Also, he's, like, still one of the boys, you know, because, like, Lewis is, like, seems, like, kind of uninteractive with the rest of the group a lot of the Right, <laughs> right, but right. But he's still in there with the boys, which is cool. <laughs> and also, speaking on Rick real quick, I just want to say, people have been pointing out this man has made the worst career decisions. Uh, there's been a lot of memes going around about it, which I just feel so bad for Rick because if he, even looking back, like, obviously the Red Bull was, it'd be great if he was there, and then... Renault, if he stayed there in Alpine, which they have a surprisingly really good car this this year, I feel like. And yeah. uh, then he went to McLaren, and they were doing good, and now they're not doing really good. So it's just like, man, poor Rick, yeah. he's making such bad choices. I thought it was so weird. I think so. I watched like that first season of Drive to Survive, and I think that was the one where Ricardo went from Red Bull to um, Renault. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because that was like the year, the last year that Ricardo was there, Renault was having all the engine problems for Red Bull and they like kept DNFing. And then that was like sort of why he left was because they weren't consistent. But then he went to Renault who then had a Renault engine and it just like made no sense at all. Like when I was watching, I was like, no one's going to like point out how he's going to the team that had like is producing the inconsistent engines for him. Like, I don't know. And then he went there and was kind of like, whatever, you know. Well, I mean, but I mean, we know why he got his Monza win last year. It had nothing to do with, like, that wasn't even a consideration. That We know he left because he was being a bitch about the fact that, that was definitely was part of it. Yeah. No, I, I think it was all of it. I mean, I don't think there was, I don't think there was anything besides the fact that he was butthurt that he wasn't Red Bull's, like, poster child anymore. I very much disagree with that, for sure. It was a hundred, it was a lot of it was definitely because the, the car itself was inconsistent. Well, sure. to your point that you just made, wheel to wheel well, to, well, to your point that you just made, why would he like he just took a seat? Like, why would he just go to another place that he knew had this like was given them the engine that you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I'm saying like maybe they're doing something different. I didn't, that's why I'm saying I didn't understand why he would do that. But like, mm. I don't think it's like all 100% just because Max was there because he was like racing him in the same races and like beating him as well. It's not like it was all just Max beating him every time. Right. Well, as much as I love Rick, it would be interesting if he retires and Piastri gets that seat uh, at McLaren. I'd be pretty sick lined up with uh, Piastri and Norris. And take one for the boys. <laughs> yeah. So that one's got to fucking move on at some point. Everyone's been sticking around. I feel like. But uh, yeah. Anyways, I think that's all. That's all for the news, and I think that's all for our F one pod. So how about uh, how we say bye, everyone? Goodbye. Thanks bye. for listening. Bye, friends. See you next week for Australia. See y'all next week. Adios. Bye.